My name is Carl Hinder, and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. The podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 25. Are you too busy? So, are you too busy? Are you too busy in your salon? Maybe you're thinking, Carl, is that even a real question? But I know as a salon owner, with all the challenges that you face, you might be thinking, well, that's just crazy. How can I be too busy? Well, the reality is this. Being busy is a problem. It's a big problem for some salons. Now, you'd be forgiven for thinking that, well, not really, Carl, because we already know, don't we, that 80% of salons are at break-even or running at a loss. And that's when I consider them to be, you know, operating legally and operating professionally, if you like. So I'm talking about when salon owners pay themselves. So 80% of salons are running at a break-even or a loss if everything is done properly. That also means that 20% of salons are doing well, right? That means one in five are making good profits. So why is it we don't hear about them so much? Why don't we hear that, you know, I'm just too busy? There'll be a number of reasons, but I'm guessing the first and obvious one is that if you genuinely are too busy, I mean, really, really rammed, well, you're not going to be on social media, are you? You're not going to have the time to be on social media telling everyone about what could be a success story or could be a problem. We're going to dive into that during the podcast, whether you're dealing with something that is um, a positive or a negative. But we also know that good news is not usually revered, is it? It's not usually sought out. You know, I mean, if we watch the news, you know, maybe say the BBC, or actually, if we listen to some of the industry bodies, the associations and the federations, we operate at a very, very negative level. You know, when we report something in the in the um, associations and federations, we often say things like, 53% of salons reported that they're not looking to grow. However, why didn't we say 47% of salons say they are looking to grow next year? Can you see what I mean? I mean, on the news, just having a bit of fun with you, you know, we don't report today in the UK there were no floods or that 10,000 trains arrived on time or, you know, you get the idea, something like that. And that's because we are, we're built, we're built to zone in on the negative and we do exactly the same in our industry and social media kind of brings all that together. That also means that if you have a positive problem, or you have a success, as I'm going to uh, demonstrate in a moment, then you're not going to feel like sharing it, are you? Because you've got to be careful that you're not seen to be bragging or saying, look, I'm doing so well, because people don't want to see you doing well. I know we, as individuals, think we want to, but I'm talking about as a society, and even as an industry, we focus in immediately on the negative. All I'm saying here is, we won't hear so much about the positive things because we are focused on the negative things. And by virtue of that, and the way we react to people with either positive problems 
if there's such a thing by the way positive problems or with success stories we kind of we kind of push them away i know we want to celebrate them deep down because we're all good people but we push them away when they when they market that when they advertise that now as a coach i know this all too well i love sharing the success of my clients maybe you think it's about my ego but honestly it isn't i love to post these things because i think what it is it's evidence that things can be done it's evidence that others can do it and it's my firm belief that if others can do it you can absolutely do it as well what i'm hoping is that that triggers you to do something positive it triggers you to be inspired because you absolutely can do it however alas no when i post these positive results most salon owners or most comments i'm guessing most salon owners don't comment at all but lots of salon owners how about that start to make excuses they say well that's great i'd love to see that kind of success but but it must be their area they must have a much much better area than me my area oh we can't do that in my area or they must have more affluent clients because you know my clients oh no no way could my clients buy a product because my clients are all on some kind of budget in reality these things are really true the things stopping you and this is the whole thing about the podcast right you are stopping yourself because you believe the bad news you believe the negative if you like now i can imagine as you're listening now there's some of you maybe a few of you just about to turn off shaking your heads listening to this podcast because you're the person i'm talking to i'm saying to you next time you see something positive don't be a disbeliever find out how and why you could be like that person so what about salons that are really too busy because whilst this is a problem it's a great problem by the way it's still a problem and as i coach a problem is anything that doesn't behave in a way that you want it to so we've got a problem but we've got to understand it as in what context are we too busy so let me give you an example if you are a, a salon who is getting smaller now that might be voluntary or involuntary maybe you've decided that you want less staff because it's less stress maybe your staff have left you maybe you don't want to work any more hours maybe you've cut down your opening days or your working hours and you're reducing 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 now if that is your strategy you're going to be very successful and at being busy certainly for a, a good while until you know um, natural selection kicks back in and clients decide what they're going to do however is being busy your objective you know do we really set out with the objective of saying i'm going to have a busy business because without the other rewards and those other rewards are things like financial rewards and also time freedom rewards so without those things are you really achieving what you want now if you're a i'm going to call you a, a sole trader when i say a sole trader i mean you're working on your own or as i've been calling it for a while now you have a job without a boss so a job without a boss is that you're a, a technician a therapist a hairdresser you're working hard but the money stops when you stop so if you go on holiday there's no money coming in if you retire the money stops if you get ill the money stops so if you're a sole trader and this is your choice by the way 
hey, that's cool, that's all good, then you're going to be in a position or, or a more likely position to be too busy. But what if you're a salon? No matter if you're a big salon or a small salon and you think you are too busy, how do you identify that? How do you know if you are too busy? Well, for me, the biggest measure is your rebooking rates. Now, I hear lots of salon owners claiming that, um, you know, you can't get in with me for three months or six months or I've got a very long waiting list, you know, all that sort of thing. Now, generally speaking, I don't think that's anything to be proud about. I think that's a really, really big problem. Again, it's a good problem to have to deal with and you're very fortunate that currently your clients are very patient and understanding. But it's not good for you or the business. If you've got clients that should be in, I don't know, let's say every four weeks or six weeks or something like that, and you're rolling them in on 10 and 12 weeks or even longer, it's not good for them because it means that they are not looking their best when they should be looking their best. And it's not good for you because you're not maximizing <clears throat> either your reputation or your profitability. So you've got to start thinking, if I've got that kind of situation, what do I do about it? Remember, this isn't about your ego. This isn't about saying, I'm absolutely so much in demand, I'm overwhelmed, you know, I got big waiting lists. These are indicators that your business, unless you've deliberately done this, by the way, that your business is not reaching its potential and it actually might be damaging the reputation and certainly clients are not looking or feeling as good as they could. So there's lots and lots of things you can do and there's lots of variations on these. But the two things that you will already know, but I got to point them out to you in the podcast, is this. First of all, you've got to provide or you could provide more time. Now, more time means maybe any of the following. Maybe you're going to do more opening hours. Maybe you're going to open more days. Maybe, you know, longer hours within a day. Maybe you're going to make yourself available more often. Maybe you're going to get yourself some staff. Now, that's the obvious answer when you've got massive, massive demand is to look to whether or not your business model is ready to match demand. If you're saying to yourself, I want to get more staff, Carl. I want to get some staff, but I've had some bad experiences and now it's impossible well, then you've gone all the way back almost to the beginning of this podcast where you're believing the negative views of media, usually social media, but it could be any media at all. If you're listening to others saying, I can't get staff, well, I would say to you, there's a couple of things. First of all, you probably haven't tried. I know you think you've tried. I know you've put a couple of ads on uh, well-known platforms and maybe you've done a few on your uh, platform yourself, on your own social media, but you haven't really tried because you're starting to believe in the myth that there's no one available. But you have to fix it. And usually you're going to have to fix it with staff. Point two is that you could be fixing this problem in part with increased prices. Now, I don't mean the odd 50p here and there and the odd pound. I mean using pricing as a tool to manage your demand. It kind of makes sense that in many, many cases, the higher prices go, then different clients will decide whether they want to pay that or not. 
that should press down your demand. But what I hear is this, Carl, I've put my prices up a few times over the last year, but they are token increases. And what I want to ask you is, what made you come up with them? How did you calculate these increases? I suggest that they were probably random prices. He said, oh, I'll put like a couple of quid on that and a couple of quid on that. And that isn't going to be enough because what you're trying to do secretly in your mind is, yeah, Carl, I want to put the prices up to push demand down, but I don't want to put the prices up so much that I push demand down enough so that people start reacting. Your ego, in a way, guys, is getting in the way again because secretly you still want everyone to come there, yeah, because we know that in our salons and spas, we are emotionally attached to these clients. But if you was making a business decision, you would put them up by enough that would suppress demand. What I would say is that you should be doing the staffing and the pricing and the hours and all of those things in combination to manage being too busy. When it comes to the pricing, the easiest and fastest way of getting them right first time is to use the Salon Help pricing app. The link is in the show notes. Go there, that pricing app is going to enable you to get your prices right straight away. You're going to have the right level to suppress demand if you need to, but it's also going to ensure that you and your team get paid properly because it's going to help you generate a profit. Now, this is what I want you to do. The next time you hear someone say they are too busy, celebrate the problem with them. You know, get engaged with them, even send them this podcast if you want to. But the next time that you say it, make sure that you start to change the circumstances. So the next time you say, I'm too busy, or you're saying, oh, I got three months or six months waiting list, just remember, when you're too busy, neither you nor the client are getting the best out of this situation. And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Please take a look in the show notes, leave me a review and let other salon owners know that we're here every Sunday to kickstart their week. That's all guys. Catch you on the next episode.